welcome into the PHNX Sun Devil Show. I am Anthony Totri. Joined, as always at this point, we got Danielle behind the Mac. What's up, Danielle? How's your day going so far? It's great. Are we over the loss yet? No, we're not. We're not over the loss yet, but we've got some lessons that we have learned from that loss, and we're going to get to those here in just a little bit. Hope everybody had a great weekend, aside from the ending of Saturday's game. Hopefully everybody has let the emotions cool down a little bit as it relates to Arizona State football. We're obviously going to get into everything that Kenny Dillingham had to say at his press conference earlier today. We're going to get into our Pac-12 power rankings as well. And then, like I mentioned, we've got some lessons learned from Arizona State's 15-7 to loss to the Washington Huskies that we will eventually get into not to mention basketball season is right around the corner we got 16 days until the arizona state sun devils hit the hardwood i know there's a lot of fans myself included excited to to finally get to basketball season the team had that secret scrimmage against san diego state that they ended up winning over the weekend a big weekend for frankie collins kamari lands all of those guys. We got Zona 1953 in the chat. UA guy here. Tough loss. Your defense made Washington look one dimensional and boring. Absolutely. The Arizona State defense called by Brian Ward. Uh, again, just a phenomenal game from Brian Ward all the way around. Being that, you know, this is a former Washington State defensive coordinator. Obviously, there was probably a, a little bit of bad blood against Brian Ward. And then Washington, obviously, being the, the rival of Washington State. And now Brian Ward and that ASU defense have to get ready uh, to go on and take on a team that him and A.J. Cooper had coached at. Obviously, Trey Brown as well. So it's certainly going to be an emotional week for some of the guys on the Arizona State coaching staff on the roster as well. And we're going to continue talking all about that. But before we get into anything football-related, want to give some love over to Greg Powers and the ASU hockey team because guess what, Danielle? What is that? They are climbing their rankings up to number 13 in the USCHO Division I rankings. ASU Hockey having themselves one hell of a start to the season. This past weekend, Arizona State, again, took care of business against Northern Michigan. They won 3-2 on Friday and then 5-1 on Saturday. The Sun Devils now 4-0 to start the season. Like we said, up to number 13 in the USCHO rankings. We'll see hockey if they school, can. Hockey school, baby. And that's, that's, that's what we've got right now. That's what we've got. We're in a hockey school through and through. Shout out Greg Powers. Obviously continuing to build this program up and up. Um, getting back to football, a program that is also trying to find a little bit of life, trying to climb and trying to grow. We've had a, a couple days to let the dust settle as it relates to that Saturday game. So for me, there are three big things that I want to get into that really just have stuck with me since that loss. And it starts with lesson number one. And it's that our guy, DeCarlos Brooks, needs more touches. I know this was his first game back from the injury. I had a pretty serious injury. Glad that he's able to recover and make it back this season. He's got 31 carries on the year, 153 Yards averaging nearly five yards a carry is also hauled in four receptions for 25 yards. Now, the numbers may not scream that this is the guy that is going to be the difference maker for Arizona State, but I'm going to tell you right now having a change of pace guy like the Carlos Brooks you see it in the NFL all the time is going to be a big part, I think, through the next however many games the Sun Devils have left, right? Excuse me. This is 
going to be a, a crucial point for this backfield, I think, to not only keep Cam Scadaboo healthy, but to keep defenses honest when you don't see Cam Scadaboo in the backfield, right? No no uh, bad blood between, you know, Kyson Brown and, and Tevin White or any of them, but DeCarlos Brooks is just a little bit further along in his development as a running back at this level, and I think that what he provides this offense is a little bit of speed in the backfield that, you know, Scat doesn't necessarily have. While they are so- somewhat similar backs, Scat is certainly more of a bruiser um, than a flash guy, and I think DeCarlos can, can really, really improve this offense, not only in the ground game, but also in the short intermediate passing attack, which, you know, for an offense that is struggling at times, uh, it almost acts as a in addition to the run game. So we'll see if D'Lo starts to get some more carries as the season progresses, but that is certainly something that I'm taking away uh, from that Washington game. Moving on to lesson number two, and that is none other that from an ASU fan standpoint, look, this offense is going to be limited the rest of the way. Due to injuries in the quarterback situation, the offensive line took another beating. It sounds like Maxie and Aker is going to be out for at least two to four weeks of coaching. Uh, according to Coach Kenny Dillingham, they will get Aaron Frost back, hopefully this week, so he plugs and plays at a guard Guys on the offensive line will probably have to shift out to play tackle um, due to that injury to Max. But it's important to keep that part in mind as the season progresses with Washington State, Utah, Oregon, Arizona, and UCLA, right? Because there are going to be a lot of times, I think, through the remainder of the season in some of those games that ASU fans want to go out and they want to say, hey, look, this is, this is the opportunity that we can have to go out and win a game. And while that might be true, I think expectations certainly need to be tempered with this offensive line because at the end of the day, this is a group, this is a unit that just simply doesn't have the tools or the pieces right now to get uh, to get it done. So, And then you look at the quarterback situation. I know there was a lot of people that watched, watched Saturday's game with a lot of excitement, a lot of intensity, myself being one of them. But Trenton Borgay through the interception that ultimately cost uh, the Side Devils the game down the stretch. And so you have to understand that while Trent Borgay does have strengths, he also does have weaknesses um, that will potentially limit this Arizona State team down the stretch. So while I love Trent Borgay to an extent, uh, I might, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt you. I just talked to Espo. He said you could go ahead and wrap it up and come. I just started. I just it's started. An elimination. I'll game, get there. Buddy. I'll get there. I'll get there. I'll do. I'll. I'll do my best to continue to move on. What were you talking about? I was talking about ASU and how. Uh, did you tell them about how you made me stand in the on spot? Saturday? Yeah, I did on okay. Saturday. I did. Right. Yeah, and then right. the moment your foot left, Trenton threw a pick six. No, that is not how it happened. Yeah, no, it is how that happened. Exactly. Look. Again, Trent Borgay, he, he adds a lot to this team, uh, but there are, again, clear limitations to what he is capable of doing um, at quarterback for this offense. Again, I don't want to sit here and, and take shots at the kid, uh, but I think those are things to keep in mind if you're an ASU fan uh, moving forward throughout the remainder of the season that there are simply going to be limitations with what this roster has, and that's not going to change. Unless Jaden Rashada magically is coming back, this season, then this is what the offense is going to be. And I, I, I say that not necessarily because I don't have faith or belief that this team can improve, but going off of what we've seen through seven games, this is a defensive-minded team 
and their defense keeps them in ball games while their offense simply uh, just hasn't been able to, to get it done as of late. It just simply hasn't been good enough. Moving to the third lesson that we're taking home from that Saturday game is the offensive line is improving, yes, but still not there yet. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's really, really tough for the offensive line to, to get to the there portion uh, simply because, look, this is a unit that is shuffling in players game in, game out. Quite literally didn't have the offensive line support to be able to kick field goals at a certain point in Saturday's game, man. Like, that's what this team is going through is there is quite literally not enough big guys up front for this team to do certain things. Kenny Dillingham literally calling post game to try and get some big-bodied dudes at ASU. If you go to ASU and you're a 300-pounder, man, give Kenny a call because he's looking for some beef up front, right? Like, that's where this team is at. Defensive linemen are going to potentially having to start playing on, on the, the special teams unit. Trey Brown at linebacker may have to play wing when it comes to, to field goal. Like, there is quite literally a line of offensive linemen who are just bruised and banged up, and it's not like they're, they're soft guys. These are like injuries that they're actually dealing with that are serious in keeping them out of games. It's crazy to think that this is where they're at, but it kind of takes me back to the lesson learned of like they're not there yet, and I don't know if they're going to get there yet, right? I think the offensive line is something in the offseason that Kenny and this staff need to improve. I think without a doubt, the offensive line and the transfer portal and when it gets to recruiting are going to be key moving forward for Arizona State and trying to further the identity of this program to further the cultural development that is taking place in that maroon and gold locker room. I do want to get to what Kenny Dillingham had to say about this week uh, and what he had to say at his Monday morning press conference, and we are going to get to that here in just a second. But first, I want to tell you guys how you can make a little bit of money because the NBA season is Back, guys, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, is celebrating with an unbeatable offer. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets for throwing now $5 on the NBA, win or lose. It doesn't matter. You guys are going to start the season with an instant dub, and with DraftKings parlays, everyone's got a shot at even being bigger basketball wins. String together multiple bets from the same game or build your parlay across multiple games for a shot at making your payday even sweeter. Guys, my DraftKings Sportsbook pick of the week is the Diamondbacks money line at plus 150 today. The boys are going to get it done. The Snakes are going to push it to a game seven. And you know what happens in game seven, Danielle? Oh, I know what happened. You know what? She's oh, seen I know the what script. Happened. She's seen the script. Guys, basketball is more fun when you're in on the action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use that code PHNX. New customers can get $200 in bonus bets instantly for betting just $5. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with that code PHNX. The crown is yours. Guys, gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467. Three six nine in Connecticut. Help is available for problem gambling. Call eight seven. Call eight 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 seven eight nine seven 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 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort. 
licensee partner golden nugget like charles 21 plus age it varies by jurisdiction void in ontario bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance see sportsbook.draftkings.com slash basketball terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources guys it is a basketball season it is baseball season it is still football season it's hockey season it is sports season, which means it is four peaks season, guys. You guys should always have a four peaks brew in your hand, whether that be a hazy, a juicy IPA, maybe you got a little wow, or a pumpkin porter because it's officially back, guys. Getting the false state of mind with notes of nutmeg, nutmeg, allspice, and toasted pie crust back on the shelves and in draft lines throughout the valley visit fourpeaks.com slash locator to find all your favorite brewery tours and events stein holding oktoberfest and haunted brewery tours all right around the corner check out at four peaks brew at four peaks pub to keep up with the latest at arizona's hometown brewery you got to be 21 or older to drink four peaks and please drink responsibly i think your read of the uh DraftKings rules deserves an applause <laughs> Thank you. Thank it's, you. I appreciate never it. Never ceases to amaze me. Not not one stutter, not one <laughs> slip up. Always incredible. It's just I am it's more impressive for me to have that much air in my lungs to be able to actually read all that. So I'm glad I was able to get it all out. But moving forward to what Kenny Dillingham had to say at his Monday press conference. Look, it is a lot of the same as it relates to Kenny Dillingham. I'll be honest, I'm impressed with the the way that this guy gets up there every single Monday and he doesn't really shift his attitude. It would be really easy for a lot of first-year coaches to chalk it up as, you know, a season in the books when you got a bull ban that's preventing you from really doing anything. You're one in six. Uh, your injuries are just absolutely piling up. The morale right now feels a little bit lower. Um, but credit to Kenny Dillingham for showing up every single Monday and doing his job. Uh, and, and today he was asked about the defense, right? Because the defense led by Brian Ward and, and some of these guys, Jordan Clark, obviously on the field, BJ Green, CJ Fight, etc. They had the best game that they have had all season long. And I think what something people haven't truly acknowledged is the fact that they did it against the best offense in the nation. They didn't do it against just the best offense in the pack. They didn't just do it against a Heisman-level quarterback and Michael Penix Jr., but they did it against a team that literally is better than everybody else. Like, let that sink in. There are how many FBS teams that play offense, play defense? And this was the best one. This was the best offense out there. And you're telling me a team in the pack in Arizona State that hasn't got a Pac-12 win, was able to to slow down Michael Penix Jr., keep him to under 300 yards passing, didn't allow him to throw a touchdown. He was responsible for three of Arizona State's four takeaways that they snagged. They held Washington to 3 of 11 on third down. They weren't able to go for it at all on fourth down. Like, Brian Ward deserves all the love, all the flowers in the world. And Kenny was asked about that defense and their performance over the weekend, and this is what he had to say. I mean, our defense has been playing really, really, really good football the entire season. I mean, the only reason that we're not statistically probably a top 15 defense is our offense has struggled. Special teams have put short fields, and then they didn't get takeaways early in the season. So you have to, you know, use all three downs to get somebody off the field every drive. Most, most good defenses have one or two drives a game where they just get off the field. Uh, with turnovers, and you saw that. So hopefully that continues to build. But I couldn't be happy with our defense plan. Uh, like I showed them today, we played really well, and there's still areas to get better at and improve. 
and that's always the challenge is when you have success there's two sides of adversity and the fun part is our our football team is facing both sides of that adversity in the same week we have one side of the ball that failed and is facing that adversity we have another side of the ball that had extreme success and is facing the adversity of people telling them they're good so it's a really, really tough challenge for our football team to both stay, both sides of the ball, stay focused on the task at hand. And that's just being the best version of ourselves today, tomorrow, uh, and every single day we take the football field. I think a really interesting part of that is talking about the adversity that the defense is also going through, right? The adversity that everybody is out there telling them that, you know, you're doing a great job, right? You can't, you can't get caught up in what you just did. Right, I know we're here giving ASU's defense a lot of flowers. I know Kenny was talking about how this realistically has been a, a top 15 defense in the nation when you want to talk about it outside of the fact that the offense simply is not getting it done. The offense is the reason why the Arizona State defense um, isn't necessarily getting put on a national pedestal. And then obviously the turnovers up to last week, you haven't really seen them. They had one turnover until Saturday's game against Washington when they snagged four, right? So the fact of the matter is the defense is getting the job done, right? Arizona State football as it stands right now is a one in six football team. But I'll tell you that right now, I know there are a lot of people and rightfully so, this is a team game. I get it, but the defense is doing their damn job, okay? The defense is doing their job. The Arizona State offense needs to find a way to help them out. My goodness, if I was a defender, I would be absolutely livid going out there every single drive because of we're not able to punch it in. We're not able to move the ball here, right? Like how much more can you do if you're the Arizona State defense? Like literally, they played a perfect game. They played just about a perfect game on Saturday. Now, I know there are coaches and whatever that are this, this, this can be fixed. Absolutely. But at the end of the day, Arizona State's defense didn't lose that game. The offense lost that game. Hands down, right? And look, it's pretty much been the, the mantra this entire season is that the defense has the passion the offense simply doesn't have it right now. They're not cut out for it yet. Maybe they don't love football right now, right? Maybe they just, what did Deion say? Are you in like with football or are you in love with football? Right? The defense, the Arizona State defense looks like they're in love with football. The Arizona State offense looks like it could use some work and some serious work at that. Kenny was asked straight up today, pretty much, what needs to change for Arizona State to start getting it done in the fourth quarter of some of these games to turn the the fortune from some of these losses to wins, right? These close, close, heartbreaking losses, losses to maybe some awesome victories. And this was Kenny's answer. Yeah, cleaning the bus after the game. That's the difference. Cleaning the bus. Defense's bus is clean, offense's bus is dirty. That's what goes into winning those types of football games. Clean the bus, man. Clean the bus. Now, look, it's not my responsibility to go out and give motivational speeches to players and to do all that. That's on the coaches, right? You should have a little bit of self-motivation to get this done. But if you're an Arizona State football player, if you're an Arizona State fan that can maybe agree with me on this when I'm about to say it, it frustrates the living hell out of me that your head coach has to sit up there on Monday and he has to say, clean the bus. And when he's talking about is after Arizona State gets back, right? They get back from their trip. The Arizona State offense is on a bus and the defense is on a bus. And guess what? The defensive bus 
spotless, clean. Kenny went on to say that the bus driver said it was the cleanest bus that that bus driver had been a part of. Whereas on the other side of that coin, the Arizona State offense, bus wasn't clean, right? That's a reflection of where that side of the ball is mentally. You can't do the little things, right? You're tired. I get it. But you can't clean a fucking bus. That's a reflection of you, right? That's a reflection of how you do things. That is a reflection of the type of player you are. And it goes further, right? Like it literally goes back to like your your childhood, right? Of like, look, if I make a mess, I was taught to clean it up, right? You shouldn't have to have somebody clean it up for you. Go do it, right? And the sorry thing is, the Arizona State defense has been cleaning up the offense's mess for the fucking first seven games of the season. And if you're an Arizona State player on offense, you should feel absolutely disgusted with the performance that you put out there. Seriously. It, it, it is incredibly frustrating like that the performance happens, and that is what it is. You're learning. You're developing. I get that. Football, it's different. But you can't clean the bus, bro? Seriously. That's things that like little leaguers are able to do. I don't care if you're a Division I athlete getting a blank check because of NIL. Clean the bus, dude. If the defense can do it, why the hell can't you? Right? Like that That should be a simple thing. It should be the simplest of ways to, to, to win, right? It, it goes back to, to what everybody says, the successful people, how do they start their day? They make their bed first thing in the morning, right? You set a habit. You set a routine. You do something super, super easy, but it's a win, right? You started the day with a win. If you can't get off a bus and clean it up, just chalk up the rest of the season, man. Chalk up the rest of the season. Get guys on offense that want to fucking do it, that can actually go out there and do the little things. The smallest of things, dude. Pick up after yourself. I know I'm getting on a little bit of a soapbox, but it is absolutely frustrating as hell to try and sit out there and then you, you encourage people to go out, go out, go watch Arizona State. And Kenny, I imagine, has to be frustrated, right? Being an offensive guy his entire career, everybody's hanging the hat on the offense. And the offensive guys are the ones that can't do the small things, that can't literally pick up after themselves when they get off a bus. It just, it, it blows my mind. Right. That that is the little thing that is a part of what we're about to get into with the process. Right. You got to fall in love with the process. Okay. Saturday's game against Washington State, win or lose, it doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't matter. Right. Because at the end of the day, it's for a bigger goal. There's a brighter light at the end of this tunnel than a potential win over Washington State on homecoming. That's the case for the rest of these games, right? It's about the process. It's about the culture. It's about the product. It's about everything. And you, it starts with the little things. This is what Kenny Dillingham had to say about the little things in the process. Yeah, I don't, I don't ever look at it as, as a game, as a reflection of are we working in the right direction culturally? I look at do we show up early on Monday? Are there people on the list? Do we have a good Tuesday practice? Saturday is a reflection of everything you do throughout the week, how you live your life. Uh, so I don't look at the game as a reflection of our culture. I mean, it's obviously going to reflect. We work hard, we compete, and that's going to show up. But I don't look at the result. So I'm not looking at the results of Saturday's game to say, is this working or is it not? I'm looking at the process. And that's why when somebody asked, 
question earlier, I said the bus was dirty because I, I mean that. And I think that's just where we are as a program is, you know, do the little things right. And that's what winning teams do unless you're going to be, you know, a team that has unbelievable talent and can do whatever they want. You've got to be able to do the, the little things right and you've got to take pride in the little things. And if you don't think that little thing matters, that's what I told the guys, then you're making a decision that you know what wins. You think that you know what wins, right? The fact of the matter is there's a lot of guys who don't. And we have to teach them that this type of stuff wins. And the defensive bus is spotless. The bus driver says it was the cleanest bus she's ever had. And different on the other side. Why? Well, it's a decision. We got to make those decisions as a team uh, to be better. Be better, dude. Be better. Saturday is a reflection of all of the work that you put in throughout the week, right? Well, let me show you. All the work that the Arizona State defense put in last week allowed them to hold that Washington State offense to zero offensive touchdowns. It forced four turnovers. It allowed only three third down conversions, 17 total um, first downs. Right, The Arizona State defense did that because of all the work that they put in over the week, the little things. The Arizona State offense, what did you show all week long? Put up seven points. Put up seven points on a possession that was gifted to you by the Arizona State defense. Seven points. Not good enough. Not good enough. It's not going to cut it. It's not going to get fans butts in seats. It's not going to get people to start to believe in this program until the little things get done. And they got to match it. They got to match what the defense is doing. And until they match it, it is going to be a damn tough rest of the season. I know Washington State isn't the team that they were a few weeks ago. Don't matter. They're going to come out and they're going to beat your ass on Saturday if you don't do the little things. Same thing with Utah. Same thing with Oregon. Same thing with UCLA. Same thing with Arizona. Jed Fish is doing it, right? Credit to Jed Fish. And again, I'm not I'm not putting any of this on Kenny. I know Kenny would be the first one to take the blame. I know the coaches would be the first one to take the blame, but I'm tired of that, dude. Fucking just do your job. Do it as a player. Do it. Right? Like, how hard is it? Seriously, how hard is it? Like, I know I'm on a soapbox and I know I'm getting frustrated and more irritated than I thought I was going to get. But like, quite literally, it, that, that's what frustrates me. It's like just the, the smallest things. The smallest things. If you can't do them, man, then just, wh why are you doing it? You're doing it for the check? You're doing it for the NIL check? Seriously? Like, come on. Be better. These fans deserve better. Absolutely. Why do you think people get fucking excited about the Arizona Diamondbacks right now, right? I know it's fair weather. I know there are fans that are never going to watch a Diamondbacks game if they win this or if they lose it. But guess what? The Valley wants to support it. Whether people believe it or not because they're fair weather fans, the Valley is craving to have good sports. There's a reason that there's so many people excited for basketball season more than they've ever been in the Valley because there's hope, right? There's hope that Kevin Durant, Bradley Beal, Devin Booker, all those guys are going to show up to work and they're going to do the little things to make this an elevated franchise. Same thing with the Arizona Diamondbacks. Same thing with the Arizona Coyotes, right? Same thing with Arizona State Hockey, Arizona State Volleyball, Arizona State Basketball. Arizona State Football is not there yet. 
And it's got to start with the offense matching the defense's intensity and attention to detail. And until that happens, you're just going to turn it on on Saturday, going to watch four quarters. You're going to find a way to lose until you do the little things, right? Like I said, I'm not putting it on Kenny. I'm not putting it on the coaching staff. At this point, you're 19, 20, 21, 22 years old. You could take care of your business. You can clean the bus, right? God, I didn't know how much that shit was going to irritate me today, Danielle. Whew, take a breath. Jeez, <laughs> I really didn't think that that would get me that fired up, but it did. Like, God damn, do the fucking little things, man. You know what? Circle K, they do the little things every damn day, like giving me great deals on energy drinks and all that good stuff. They're America's thirst shop. They're Totri's thirst shop, and they got a new free membership program for you guys. Save 25 cents per gallon on your first five fill-ups. Get every six free in a selection of Circle K products, whether that be pizza, coffee, ice-cold fountain drinks, and more. Guys, join Inner Circle for free by downloading that Circle K app today. Terms and conditions apply at participating locations. Visit CircleK.com for details. And after you've just filled up your brand new Ford Focus or whatever car you're rocking with. Take that car and take your happy ass over to Burrito Express. Grab yourself a nice burrito, whether that is the steak and egg, which is my current favorite right now. Maybe add some bacon. Breakfast Supreme. They got it all over at Burrito Express. Grab a burrito and give them a follow on social at Burrito EXP. Woo! Man. I'm fired up, man. That was a lot. I'm fired up too. That Tommy Pham just hit a home run. No shot. We're up. Yeah. Let's go. Let's fucking go. The Diamondbacks are a wagon. On that note, let's go in and get into our Pac-12 power rankings because I know everybody is itching to get to that Arizona Diamondbacks game. Look, I really appreciate everybody that is uh, watching right now. If you could hit that like button. We would really, really appreciate it. Joshua in the chat, hopefully the next game is the turnaround we need. Washington State is beatable for sure. Let's go ahead and get into our Pac-12 power rankings this week. Not a whole lot of change, but we do have a little bit in the middle of the pack that has shifted. Starting at number one, the Washington Huskies remain at the top. Look, Washington, I know they struggled against Arizona State, but let's be real. Washington is the conference's best chance to get into the college football playoff. Oregon stays put at two. I am super, super eager to see what Bo Nix and company do uh, against Arizona State's defense here in a couple of weeks. Utah, they move up. They jump Oregon State because of that win against Caleb Williams in the USC Trojans. Kyle Winningham, sir, take a bow because Lincoln Riley and Caleb Williams have nothing on you, my friend. They need to build a statue of you in Salt Lake City as soon as you decide to hang it up. Oregon State goes from three to four. No fault to the their own, but Utah needed to climb after their big win. I still really like what DJ Uyunglele and that Oregon State team have. UCLA jumps their rival SC from six to five. They also jump Arizona because of their win. I know it wasn't a, a massive victory this past weekend against, I believe, Stanford, but still UCLA getting the dubs. USC continues to fall. What's happening out there? Another homer? What's happening? I think I'm about five seconds ahead of them. What happened? So Wardis hit a Wardis Wardis Gurriel hit a home run. Let's go, let's go! And I love how this is going to be a separate clip posted on the internet. So like Pacto Power Rankings is just going to be cut way, cut midway through because of this. But let's get back into the Pac-12 Power Rankings, guys. SC, like I said, they fall because of the fact that their defense is cheeks. Guys, you are in Los Angeles, okay? 
Look, I, I get that everybody. Uh, I, I just don't. I just don't understand Lincoln Riley. Like, I, I get you love to have your offense. I love you, you. You love to have your weapons and your toys and all that stuff. But buddy, you can't put eleven traffic cones out there on Saturday and expect to win football games against good teams. It's not going to happen. Get it together, okay? Arizona, they're at seven. They fall a spot, not because of what they did over the weekend, but because of what happened in front of them. I still really like what Jed Fish and this program are doing over the last couple of weeks. As it relates to the rest of the conference, things stay put. Wazoo at eight, Cal at nine, Colorado at 10, Stanford at 11, and your Arizona State Sun Devils at the bottom of the conference despite a promising game against Washington until they find a way to get in that win column against an FBS team. They're going to be sitting at the floor in the Pac-12 power rankings until we bring it back. LTC in the chat. Totri bringing the good vibes, man. Look, I am absolutely trying at this point. Okay, like I said, 16 days till we're talking Arizona State basketball. And that's, look, we're going to be talking more Arizona State basketball before we get to that 16-day point. But... I really, really want to be talking about some good things when it comes to Arizona State football here in the next couple of weeks because that would certainly be nice going into year two of that Kenny Dillingham era. But before we get out of here, shout out Max because Max actually paid out his bet that he owed me, which was a bag of OGs. And I took an OGs last night just to sleep, right? It really does help get the do- the job done. Whether you're somebody that enjoys getting high or if you just need it to sleep, OGs are the scratch-made gummies for you. And they're gummies that don't taste like like actual weed. They taste like fruits and creams. They taste like a little bit like candy. And they don't actually, like if you're somebody that cares about the carbs, the sugar, and all this stuff, like it, very, very minimal for a really good product. They've got amazing flavors. Like I said, blackberries and cream, orange cream, skull, peaches and cream, red apple, watermelon, peach. You guys can check out our friends at OG's Brands for yourself and try one or a few of their many delicious flavors. Check them out across all socials at OG's Brands and online at ogsbrands.com. To find them at a local dispo near you, you do got to be 21 plus to enjoy responsibly. And when you're high on the OG's, maybe go check out Illegal Pete's. Maybe order some Illegal Pete's and have it delivered to you because their food goes crazy. Their bowls are just, they're fresh. That's the best way to describe their food is it's just fresh right it feels like they actually care about it uh, they've got great burritos salads tacos bowls nachos they have something for everybody and if you're somebody that doesn't necessarily want to partake in the ogs maybe head over to illegal Pete's, check out their margaritas because they've got some really really great margaritas as well guys illegal Pete's your go-to spot stop by for happy hour 3 p.m through 8 p.m every day at all 12 locations illegal pizza go-to spot for burritos buddies and beer for 28 years that is gonna do it for our monday show i know a little bit quick but i know everybody wants to go ahead and get to that arizona diamondbacks game look we are going to be keeping it real on the phnx sun devil show tuesday wednesday friday and saturday this week so buckle up stay locked and loaded we're going to be talking arizona state football basketball hockey volleyball all of the things as the week carries on. Schedule change a little bit, so if you want to know what days and what times we're going live, make sure you can follow us over at PHNX underscore Sun Devils. You can follow me at Anthony underscore Totri. Danielle, where can everybody follow you? Danielle on Twitter and at Danny Shoot Sports on Instagram. Absolutely love to see it. Guys, couple things before we get out of here. Do Bobby Hurley a solid. Hit that like button, not just for Bobby, but for me, for LTC, for Alex in the chat, for everybody. We really, really do appreciate you guys three things okay go devils 
Go Diamondbacks and peace.